Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. How are you? I hope you're having a good morning. Um, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad it's a start to a new week. If you are listening and it's not Monday, that's okay too. I hope you're having a good week. Um, I know last week we talked about the word authority. And if you are just tuning into this podcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about, this whole one word a week thing, just a refresher. You can go back and look at all the other episodes and let's be clear. But it is essentially we're recovering one word a week through the Focus devotional that I recently released um, available on Amazon and the website. And it is essentially saying, hey, look, we try and be everything to everyone or we try and do it all or have this major to-do list but what would it look like if we really looked at one word a week and we got specific and we made it personal and we were intimate with that word and we really saw, well, how does Jesus view this word? So last week's was authority. And um, that really, honestly, throughout the week, I realized how often, like, because I, I think I didn't have the right connotation of the word until really I studied it and talked to you guys about it. Um Or just, you know, that the more, that's how scripture is. The more that we dig in, the deeper that we go, the more revelation that we have and the different ways that God lets our minds and our hearts and our spirits receive that word and see it in our daily lives. And so with authority, even like, okay, so we're in the midst of Christmas time. I'm in the retail industry with all the products that I sell and it is madness, Um which is such a great thing. It's a good problem. It's what you pray for. But really, I had to remind myself this past week, hey, Clear, you have authority over your emotions. You can choose stress or you cannot. Like there is, you have the option to walk in peace. And so having authority, even in that way, um, was just a good reminder to me. So I hope it encouraged you guys. But anyway, this week we are going to talk about the word transformation. And, you know, before we kind of dig in, like always, um, I was going to start talking and then I realized, wait, we haven't done our usual focus acronym. So before we get started, let's refocus, okay? F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. Okay, so transformation. What is it? I feel like it's an exciting word. Like just the sound of it feels interesting and exciting. Like you know something big is on the other side of transformation, right? Have you have y'all seen um, the movie Transformers? Like where the they literally transform into this whole other thing that can like take over cities and destroy things. It's crazy. It's literally like a switch. This whole other stepping into. Um, and then I think the most common, I feel like, example of transformation is the caterpillar, right? The how it grows into a butterfly. What once was this small, like, inchworm becomes this entire other creature that now has the capability to fly and go places the caterpillar would never go. So 
as cheesy as that example, that is the Christian life. That is supposed to be how our walk with Jesus looks as we are transformed into his image, as our hearts are transformed into into hearts that look like his so that we reflect our father. Um, and when I was thinking about this word too, Oh my goodness, I couldn't stop thinking about my nephews. They are so fun and so funny to play with. And I love the way that they see things. And I remember I was playing with my nephew Wade recently and he was showing me this this monster truck and he was adding all these things to it. And he was like, close your eyes, Aunt Clear. So I closed my eyes. He's like, okay, now open them. I was like, oh, wow. And he had named the truck. I was like, oh, okay. So that was, it started with the A, like Arm, not Armageddon. It's, you know, something really intense sounding and he said no 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 no. that's not its name anymore aunt clear it's not that see this is what it can do now now it's and i can't remember the name of the new truck slash vehicle slash creation that he named it but what he was essentially was saying and he would get upset when i would say the old name when he would bring out this new creation because he was like hey it can do way more than it could do before and you, what you saw at first, like, it's not that same thing. So don't call it the same name. And I kept thinking of that with transformation because, y'all, that that is what Jesus says to us. As he's saying, hey, you go by a new name. So I need you to live with that knowledge in mind and treat it accordingly, right? So when I was thinking about this word, too, I thought, okay, how do I want to break it down? Like, I know in every, every week I try and think of some different ways that we can really dig into these words and and for me when I was thinking about transformation I'm like okay well it's amazing obviously we all want the best life that God has for us but like why are there so many of us in that place of stagnation or why do we want it like what makes us want transformation what keeps us from walking in transformation um some of those questions as you know because transformation is literally the essence of faith it's also the evidence of faith and it's the evolution of faith. Like as it takes place in our lives, how we know that to be true is the transformation that we experience. So I wanted to dig into these questions. I'm not going to make this a 30 minute podcast like I've been doing. I love that that has been, um, I I guess I've just had more to say than I thought. <laughs> oh man. Um, but we're going to dig in. So, okay, first question. Why do we want transformation? Like, what is the point? Well, Scripture tells us time and time again that we are heavenly beings. Like, when we were crafted, like Genesis says, by Jesus in Psalm 139, by the Maker's hands, we were created to desire more. The desire for progress, the itch for purpose, the gap between where we currently are and where we desire to be, that gap is called grace. And because Jesus still desires to use it, but also promises that if we don't, that if we do commit our lives to him, we won't remain that way, right? That's his promise to us is, hey, I accept you as you are. I love you as you are. You belong as you are, but I'm not going to let you stay that way because I love you. And so as, when, as we were created these heavenly beings, it's when Jesus made us, he made it so that even though our flesh feels good, we know it isn't good. Right, We know that we know that we know that we want his goodness, but we don't always, and I don't even think we realize this desire. Like I think it's just innately wired into our being. Like we were created for more and we know that. 
So when we are reaching for things that we feel like are more or whether it's whatever kind of stronghold, it can be a good thing. Any any type of thing that keeps our attention more than Jesus inhabits um, or not inhabits, pro- like prohibits our transformation. It keeps us from being transformed in the ways that God wants us to when we prioritize other things over him, right? So how do we get transformed? Like, okay, we're sitting here talking about this, and I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, wait, you hit a break in the road, right? I, I want you all to pay attention. Like, what are some practical ways that we can get transformed? What does that look like? One is to read the word. Y'all, I mean, I, and in the devotional, I talk about this story of this little boy. And this story is so powerful to me because I just think it's an incredible illustration. Um, and essentially, there's this grandfather and there's a little boy and he has his basket. It's like this this wicker basket um, with some holes, like obviously it leaks out the bottom. And he's standing with this grandfather and he says, hey, it's, the basket's really dirty. And the grandfather says, I want you to run down and I want you to fill up, fill up that basket with water and I want you to bring it back. So the, the little boy gets really excited. He's like, yeah, he's all about it at first. You know, he runs down, he puts water in it, he runs back. And he's like, wait, Grandpa, it, all, all of it came out. Like, there, there's, no, there's no water. Why did you let me do that? And his grandfather's like, I know, I know, it's okay. Try again. So he does it again. And he gets back, and the little boy's, like, even more agitated. You know, I mean, you can imagine. It's like you're you're carrying this thing. He's telling you to do something. It didn't work the first time. Second time, still not work. The, all the water went through the bottom. And he's frustrated again. He's like, Grandpa, I don't understand. He's like, all right, one more time. So he does it again. And the boy comes back, and as you can imagine, he's like, at this point, just probably, if he's like me, like, wants to break down and cry and go, what in the world? Why? Like, why are you sending me down this path? Obviously, it's not working. I've been unsuccessful. You're setting me up for defeat here. Like, what's the point? And his grandfather reminds him and he says, hey, look, do you see what just happened? Is as you were going down there to fetch the water, this is what the word of God actually does. And he uses it as an illustration with his grandson. And he says, a lot of times we will feel like nothing is happening. We will feel like God is silent. We will wonder if transformation is actually even happening. Like these seeds that are underneath the surface, like is anything even growing? Like what, what, what is happening? What do we have to say for it? And his grandfather reminds him, hey, this is how God works. Is that as you're obedient and as you listen to him, you are trained in righteousness. And so what happened with that basket, it was never about acquiring water. It was about the fact of this is what transformation looks like in Jesus as you were purified from the inside out. And he says, hey, do you see how clean it is now? Do you see how purified it was? It, it, would, it, was, it took a process. And so that was success. And I just love that illustration because I think a lot of times we can feel like that little boy, right? Like our lives are like that wicker basket and we're like, I am frustrated and in our striving, we don't feel like we're achieving the goals that we had in mind or that we thought were the point, right? We thought the point was getting water, but the point was being refined in his image. The point was being purified. That was the point. And so he was successful. And I just think that's such a strong illustration. So I wanted to share it. Um, and it reminds me of the scripture, 2 Corinthians three eighteen. 
says we all with unveiled faces are reflecting the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is what the Lord who this is from the Lord who is the spirit. And that's just saying, I love how it's saying with unveiled faces are reflecting the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Like that is so comforting because that, that, that shows, hey, look, you are in constant transformation. You are being made to look like your father. And this is only from the Lord who is the spirit. This is not of your own doing. The only person capable of transforming you is Jesus. Not you, not your best friend, not your self-help. Not any, any, none of that, it will not work, right? We also see with this is that this process of transformation, it's a, it's a process. It's exactly that. You know, we hear these words, there's two different words that tend to sound the same and I think are um, important to, I guess, point out when it comes to this is salvation and sanctification. Okay. One is what you automatically receive when you believe in Jesus, right? Your your salvation, that you are experiencing eternal life with Jesus when he comes back for us, right? The other is that you, what you continually work towards as you receive his love and learn his heart. And that is sanctification. That is a process. It requires time. It requires sacrifice. It requires hard stuff. And, you know, I think what is really dangerous is when people, and by people I mean you and me because I'm totally guilty of this, um, I think it's just our sin nature is that we want the outward appearance of looking transformed, right, without having to do the inner work of being transformed. And the first, it can be really impressive, but only the second is eternally impactful. We think we want the outer But we were created and yearning and we deeply desire the inner transformation. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And that is a process. And so what that reminds us of is this. If something is a process, we can take comfort in two things. One is that it is continually happening. So when we feel like there's a gap between who we are and who we were created to be, that's okay. That's a good thing. Jesus covers that gap. That also shows that we are continually a work in progress and grace is needed. Right? But it also gives us comfort because we know that a process means that we're inching forward step by step by step. The advancement. That even when it feels like God is silent or even when we wonder if something's growing beneath the surface, it is. It is a process of sanctification. And just like that little boy with the wicker basket, we don't always realize the point of the journey like as we're doing it. right? We don't always realize what God is doing. But he is at work. And it is always for the greatest benefit of our lives. Um, the third question is what keeps us from being transformed? Like if these things are so great, okay, clear, like sure, I want all this. I want my life to, to look like, I want to look like Jesus. I want my life to please him. I want to um, do what matters in eternity. But like what keeps me from doing that? Well, it sounds really simple, but the desire to be comfortable. I mean, here's the thing is striving leads to exhaustion but surrender leads to transformation and the reason I say that after I talk about the desire to be comfortable is because we are actually as a as a culture and I've seen this in my own life we tend to be more comfortable with being totally exhausted by our own human human effort than to just surrender right because there feels like there's this illusion of control this self-sufficiency 
But self-sufficiency ends up in burnout, like total burnout. And savior reliance, that results in building something greater. That results in being transformed. That results in helping others walk in transformation, right? What also keeps us? The desire to go the short route. Like, if you want a shortcut, uh, sorry. (laughs) There isn't one. There are no cliff notes for the Bible. And there is no, like, shortcut or alleyway through to get to the promised land like you you are around it you got to go through you got to go through the fire you got to go in the lion's den you got to walk the valley sometimes there's no shortcuts because here's the deal is that it is in those moments that actually offer the greatest transformation second corinthians 5 17 i love this verse it says therefore if anyone is in christ there is a new creation old things have passed away and look new things have come y'all do we understand like what this means this means that there will be a funeral for who we once were and change will be required like with jesus he doesn't say hey i want you to turn over a new leaf in this certain specific way no he says hey i want you to choose a new way of life like i don't want you to just decide that becoming a believer and following me looks like replacing you know, you're just going to work on your anxiety. No, 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 no. It looks like changing the way that you talk. It looks like waking up and, ch- and changing your priorities. It looks like aligning your time and your resources and your finances. It looks like all these things. It is a total reworking. But the essence of it is not our doing. It's just our being. That by the Holy Spirit, old things have passed away and new things have come. So what helps us, like, continually be transformed if we're thinking about this? Like, what... What helps us sharpen this? Well, I figured it might be helpful to include an acronym in this portion to kind of keep this top of mind for you. So the word is sharp because I want to think like what sharpens us, right? What helps us be transformed? And I always think about with transformation like a potter or or like a sculptor. And so I thought like with a knife or a blade or whatever is molding something that's chiseled, right? Like something that is hard pressed and there what is required like something sharp has to hit it right and then I thought of the scripture with iron sharpens iron and so this word sharp like what does it stand for s is solitude in the word like when we dig into the word it gets into us whether we realize it or not and I think that's important like if we we have got to prioritize that that is there's no way around it and the only way y'all that won't even know that we desired the transformation that Jesus offers is if we educate ourselves on what that looks like h is hard times and hang-ups it's the realization of our brokenness and walking through these hard times and realizing our, our, our insufficiencies that makes us crave his grace and that's what invites our gratitude so these hard times we sure like we don't love them we'd often wish them away and our hangups, the things that we lack, that, that we really wish that we had that would make life easier, they require us to depend on Jesus. And when we are depending on Jesus and when we are like leaning in and seeking his refuge, that's when we walk in transformation. A, accountability and community. Like I said, the scripture iron sharp, sharpens iron from Proverbs. When we are around others who want our best, they ask us questions, right? They they help us set boundaries. Like think about someone who you know it's healthy for you to be around them. What do they do that's different than others? Like what 
What about being around them challenges you, inspires you, and calls you to a new standard? Um, Not applying pressure, but like who pushes you towards Jesus? That accountability in community is crucial. Also, the nature of transformation is that the more that we are around those who emulate the heart of Jesus, the more we will desire to become like it too. Like others walking out their transformation and us seeing it, it triggers our own. That is, that's just science. That's about with everything. So it's the same with the gospel. Um, R is renewing the mind daily. It's a daily gig, a moment by moment happening where we have to continually bring our minds back to the truth of the word and his unchanging spirit and filter whatever we are walking through under that light. And I was, and I can't think of the exact um, scripture reference. I think it's in Romans 8, but just talking about how we are continually, uh, no, Romans 12 too, I think it is, how we are conforming to his perfect will, how when we, we don't conform to the patterns of this world, but we renew our minds, this daily renewal where we lean in and say, Lord, what do you think? What do you, what, what's your path to success look like? Where, where can I find joy in this place? Can you help me leaning into that? And then P is presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes transformation possible. It is not through our striving, right? Like we talked about. It is not about a to-do list. It is sitting in the presence of the Holy Spirit, walking in that power. He's the nudge that we feel. He's the surge of courage that we have. He's the standing firm that we experience in those moments where it would be easier to waver, right? The Holy Spirit is the one reason that we choose Jesus over comfort. It is only by living by the Spirit that we can choose to be obedient when it will be much more comfortable to say, yeah, I'm just going to stay right here, right? <laughs> um, so I'm going to go over those word, the, the sharp again. Solitude in the Word, this is what helps us continually be transformed, right? Solitude in the Word, hard times and hangups, accountability, renewing the mind every day, and presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is what does transformation provide in our lives? Well, righteousness. How, you ask? Well, the more we lean into Jesus and the more he changes us to resemble him, the greater we walk in his righteousness. Like it's not an achievement-based thing or performance where we earn righteousness. Rather, it's the willingness to submit ourselves to him and the spirit does the rest. Like he does the hard lifting, the heavy lifting. What does transformation also provide? Hope. Because when our focus is Jesus in eternity, think about it. If you are concentrated on how God is refining you and the way that he is showing up, you will never be disappointed or let down. Like, because you're thinking as you're doing this, right? Like, I'm just passing through. And so during these hard times, when we have that mentality that we're just passing through and we're clinging to the hope that's to come, then we can see that these hard times are often the ways that he challenge, like he challenges us and he uses these challenges to chisel us. So really, they are helping us be transformed. They are mercy in disguise so we can have hope. They also give us strength. And they give us courage. Like transformation says, I'm no longer going to try to do it on my own accord. I'm leaning into the strength of the Savior, right? I'm being brave because he is. Isaiah 30, 15 says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. I love that verse. It is so beautiful, but it's also just such a good reminder. He says, hey, only in returning to me and resting. There are no shortcuts. Only by sitting with me 
By sitting in my peace, will you realize that you have all the strength that you need and that you can confidently and courageously walk forward? Okay, I lied. That was not the last thing. This is the last thing. (laughs) How do others know that we have been transformed? We look more like Jesus. And by his grace alone, we look more like him. There's just no way around it, okay? We can't form an impressive enough resume or talk, talk our way into curating an image of Jesus. When the rubber meets the road, when the hard things happen, we either reflect the heart of Jesus or we don't. Like when we are in traffic on a crazy busy street during Black Friday or Christmas shopping or whatever it is, like what pours out of us, we can't curate a certain a certain image or or perfect ourselves enough. It is really about like when others can see Jesus in us, especially when hard times hit, that's like that is the transformation of the spirit, right? Like some really specific ways of this is like, do we respond rather than react when we're offended? Do we seek to serve or do we seek to be served when we walk into a room? Do we quickly forgive or do we like to hold grudges and make sure that we keep tally marks? Do we gossip or do we stand up for others, even if we don't know them? Like, what's our conversation filled like, filled with? Do we obsess over our past or are we choosing to walk in the freedom God's given us over anything we've been through? Do we worry about the future? Do we speak life about the unknown? These questions show where our hearts are, y'all. They reveal if we have like gleaned what the Spirit has taught us, if we have if we have truly allowed that transformation, that caterpillar to a butterfly transformation to take place, that the old has gone, the new has come. There is new life here. And what I want to end um, with before we do the, the focus tip in the Monday prayer is, I love Philippians 1.6, and I want to end with it because I think it's encouraging when we talk about transformation. Um, I think it's important. It says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. When I hear that, it's just really comforting. It also gives me confidence. Hey, clear, you show up. You do what you can do on a daily basis, and that God is sure that he, he when you meet him face to face, He will bring it all to completion. And the only timetable you're worried about is his, right? That should be our only concern. So if that's the case, then we can show up every day. We can lean into the spirit. We can read his word. We can educate ourselves on that. And we can stand firm and say, you know what, Lord? I know that I'm a work in progress, but you do say that you will continually sanctify and chisel and refine me and that when you come, you will complete this good work. And so I, that gap, there's grace for it, right? He's He's got us um, and he has plans for how he's refining us. And every week in the devotional, I always end with the focus tip, which is just the very practical suggestion to help you apply this word. And so this week's is this. Focus on how God is transforming you through every circumstance, every relationship, and every detail of your life. Keep your eyes open and ready to be amazed. Here's the thing is that God uses anything and everything to make us more like him. Like even the stuff that he wouldn't have chosen for us that we picked up on our own um, or the hard stuff or when we've held burdens that are not ours to bear, he uses all of those, right? He uses all of it. And so I think practically we can look around and say, okay, Lord, what 
what are you up to? And survey. Open your eyes. Like, what what is he doing? How has he transformed the relationship with your family? How has he transformed the circumstances of your work? How has he transformed the details of the wedding you were planning? How has he transformed? Like, look for these specific ways and ask yourself. Because when they just remain these empty questions or just, like, arbitrary um, comments where you're like, you can say, oh, that's good, or I believe that. But if you don't make it personal, it doesn't really land in your heart, right? It doesn't, al- you don't allow the power of transformation to actually transform your mind and believing that it's worth everything it requires. Um, so I'm going to end with our Monday prayer. Um, I hope that this has been encouraging to you, this, you know, the power of of transformation it's a huge word it's literally the essence of sanctification it's the gospel it's all of our time on earth is transformation so it's a big word um but i think it's really hopeful too when we realize that we are we are truly a new creation like wow that's that is just so cool how god really does offer that for us it's not just turning over new leaf he literally calls us by a new name calls us to higher ground and says hey you're mine now and things look different. So I'm going to end with our Monday prayer. So if y'all will close your eyes if you can. Please don't if you're driving. Um, okay. Hey Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. Another week has begun because of your faithfulness. Thank you for reminding my heart that life is not automatic. It is your blessing and your covering that brings us here again. Will you help me adjust my perspective to align with yours? Your word is my guide, my lighthouse. The way that I know what is good, what is true, what is important, it's the way home. You don't desire an impressive resume or reputation. You yearn for a surrendered life. It's the ticket to our freedom. As you refine me, I see that your correction is strength and love. You chisel what is broken so that I can be made whole in you. Unburden my mind, reveal your wisdom, and renew my thoughts. As I let you recalibrate me, I discover life and peace are there. You are transforming my mind from distracted to intentional. You are transforming my feet from timid to brave. You are transforming my heart from fearful to assured. You are transforming my spirit from weary to hopeful. In all things, at all moments, you are working for my good. In the grace-giving and life-changing name of Jesus, amen. Y'all, I needed to read that prayer sometimes reading it aloud is really helpful so that's that prayer is always on my instagram if you want to go screenshot it and put it as a background on your phone i read it throughout the week and just really try and call myself back to this um and just keep it top of mind you know sometimes in those moments where your brain is just crowded you got a lot of thoughts you got a lot coming at you and the radio's on your kids are screaming or life is just busy and you sometimes don't even feel like you have the words and so I just encourage you to keep that on your phone or somewhere close or on an index card or somewhere printed out, whatever you need to do, and just remind yourself that God's got you um, and that he is transforming you in, in every detail. He's using it, and he's good. Um, but I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, just so y'all know, when y'all do leave reviews or rate this podcast, it is so helpful. I know I've said this before, but it took me having my own to really understand probably like it took me having my own business to really understand things like taxes and stuff like that. But, um, I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. I read every single one of them and I just really, really appreciate that. So 
Um, if it encouraged you, also you can share your stories or tell your friends about it. Whatever works. I'm just glad you're here. I'm really thankful. I hope that you have an awesome, awesome week. I hope that you see Jesus, that you look for him. You'll see him if you look for him. He's everywhere. But I hope that you have a great week and that you walk in the transformation of the hope of Christ, which literally changes everything.